Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sex Podcast. Hey, I'm Maddie, and I'm one of the sex and my pronouns are she, hers. I'm Michelle, and my pronouns are also she, her. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about virginity, whatever that word means, and the whole concept about it and what, you know, our society thinks of it. Um, so we kind of, you know, just to kick things off, we wanted to say that officially, like as sex experts, um, we consider virginity, the whole notion of it, to be a social construct. Um, by that, we mean that really it was socially constructed. Um, we don't, there aren't, there isn't any like physical virginity. Um, so, you know, when you think of virginity and, you know, having sex for the first time um, or like losing your virginity, normally we think of, you know, the first thing that kind of comes to mind um, is, you know, penis and vagina sexual intercourse. Um, first of all, not everyone does that for their first time or ever. A lot of people don't consider or don't do that. Um, and also everyone considers sex differently. So, um, you know, yeah. There are ways to have sex. Um, and I think another thing that we do as experts is because of all the negative connotations behind virginity and all the complex things that go along with that, we kind of try to stray away from that word. And so we like to call it a sexual debut here, which I think still um, recognizes the event without tying it to all of these societal implications that we'll get into throughout the rest of the podcast. And also, you know, sexual debut. Um, it just gives people a lot of agency to determine when they want to debut as a sexual being. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, there is no real physical virginity. Um, again, if we're talking about penis and vagina sex, um, there's that whole phrase like popping the cherry, quote unquote. Um, and that phrase often like refers to kind of breaking the hymen, which is supposed to happen when you know, um, a vagina gets penetrated for the first time. But, you know, in actuality, the hymen can break for whatever reason. Like, you can fall down, you know, hard enough, and it will break the hymen. Um, and sometimes you don't even need to break the hymen to have sex. Um, so, yeah, yeah. not only oh, is like myth of talking the hymen not true, but you can also equate it to, it's one of the major definitions people look at when thinking, are you a virgin or are you not? And not only is that myth wrong, but people, not everyone is having PMV sex. So mm -hmm. that just says that only people that are having PMV sex counts as real sex, which is not the case. Yeah, there's oral sex, there's anal sex, there's so many different things that you can do and you can consider for, you know, your first time or for having sex. So yeah, that's a very good point, Madison. Not everyone considers, not everyone does that. So it's very exclusive a lot of the time. Um, but we just wanted to say like, there really is no biological basis for virginity um, since the myth of the hymen and popping the cherry is just a myth. Um, but so, you know, we're quick to say that virginity is a social construct and, but we're a little hesitant to say that it doesn't matter at all um, we just wanted to, like, kind of address that, you know, survivors of sexual assault, if their quote-unquote first time was not consensual, 
then it really doesn't count. It doesn't have to count if they don't want it to have it count. Um, we're going to talk about this in a second, but you know, society in general and like, you know, some places um, still kind of teach the whole notion that losing your virginity or having sex um, makes you a dirty person or just dirties you somehow. Um, and that idea, while we try to fight it as much as we can, that stigma, um, that still carries a lot of weight. And it's just not fair to force, you know, people and survivors um, to like consider their experiences or those non-consensual experiences as sex when it really isn't. Um, and again, the whole, so, you know, the whole idea of, you know, being a virgin or still, or, you know, considering that it wasn't their first time, that kind of allows survivors to take agency and to choose, you know, what their first time is um, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's for them, like that, that, you know, that term is for them to use as they want it. Yeah, I think agency is one of the most important things in so many different aspects of life. When it comes down to how you dress, are you dressing more conservatively? Are you dressing like showing more skin? I feel like that relates to these situations where it doesn't matter one way or the other what you choose to do. It's having that agency to take control of your life. And I think having that control can be helpful for a lot of people, um, especially in this instance where you were talking about survivors of sexual assault. Um, and I just think with sex in general, having the agency to define your own sex life, your own choices will ultimately make any sexual experiences you have much more positive. All right, and with that said about taking agency, even with that, it's hard to fight off all of the pressures and the positive or negative connotations that come with having sex for the first time. And whether it's positive or negative, they can be pretty harmful because they're pushing on these um, kind of like stereotypes or rules that you need to abide by in order to have a positive experience or a respectable experience. As much as I hate to say respectable, um, that's kind of what society has pushed on us is that if it's not done a certain way, if it's not until you're married, if it's not until you're in a loving, committed relationship, then it's not the right way. And so these pressures that we're going to get into right now are extremely harmful for how people view their own sexuality. And one of the pressures that comes with this is maintaining a sense of purity or innocence. Because in pop culture, many times purity and innocence are strongly associated with beauty and worth and remaining a virgin. And this leads to many people feeling, and obviously I don't speak for everyone, but sometimes after having sex for the first time, it can lead to this feeling of being almost quote unquote dirty, which not only makes the experience, it takes away from the good parts of that experience and it rids them with the sense of like guilt over not waiting for marriage, whether it be for religious reasons or societal implications, maintaining that sense of purity is has become so central to how our society views having sex for the first time. Yeah. And I know that this is even worse for people who have those religious ties. Um, Michelle, do you have anything that you want to add to that? Oh, <laughs> religious, my religious background, 
um, yeah, like, but, you know, and, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone again, like Madison said earlier, but, you know, I was raised Catholic and I definitely hear from a lot of people as well, a lot of my peers that I grew up with, um, there really is this Catholic guilt over having sex, premarital sex most of the time, that's what, you know, they um, usually go against or try to um, discourage us from, you know, doing. Um, but yeah, there is like this whole idea of, I think, purity um, that really, I don't want to say it like originates from, you know, religious institutions, but sometimes the religious institutions can definitely enforce that idea um, to such an extent, especially when, you know, if you're growing up in those communities, um, sometimes it can be very overwhelming um, to kind of listen to that and to hear that you're a bad person for, you know, doing something that is in actuality, something that is very natural to a lot of people. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I think this again ties back to that sense of agency where we're not necessarily, we're not saying at all that people that choose to wait for marriage are doing it the wrong way or abiding by a certain system because people have every right to choose when they want to engage in sex for the first time. But it's all a matter of allowing people to make that choice of when they want to engage in these sort of acts. Yeah, exactly. The problem isn't. Um, it, it, the problem isn't the people who choose to do whatever they want with their sex lives. The problem is that we have, to put, you know, for lack of a better term, society and all of these systems and institutions that tell us that there's only one way to do it or there's one proper way to do it. Um, and, you know, that's super that's super, you know, it, it will like, it definitely like others people and like gives them guilt if they somehow like stray from that in any way, shape or form. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely relate to the coming from a religious upbringing because although I wasn't religious myself, a lot of people in my community were. And so I was also surrounded by that um, idea that you have to wait until you're married or it's it kind of dirties you almost. And I never believed in that concept and it was, something that I never carried with me. I was always, I never placed that much pressure on myself for how I was going to have my like quote unquote first time. Um, but I think that sense of that constant social pressure that's kind of ingrained in all of us still carries a lot of weight even when you don't think it does. Because for me personally, after I still felt a lot of like guilt because I was like, did I not do it the right way? Did I not wait for the right person? Did I not do all of these things that where I grew up said I had to do. And so it just goes to show like, even if you don't think it has an effect on you, it's still like, a. in my experience, it was a powerful kind of like idea that weighed me down when it really shouldn't be. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that even though it doesn't seem to affect you, it still does because it's so pervasive. Um, yeah, and I, it's so weird because, you know, I am a virgin myself or, you know, to use that term or like I, I haven't, you know, had sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, being a virgin, whatever, you know, quote unquote, um, that doesn't mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're innocent um, because I think we have a tendency to kind of 
look down or infantilize uh, people who are virgins, um, you know, or like in some spaces, um, we infantilize people who are virgins. Well, that's like totally not okay. And like, I'm, like I said, I myself have never had sex, but like the biases that I learned from society affect the way I see other people, which is again, like super harmful and super bad. And that's something that again, since it's so pervasive, I think all of us have to like take a step back and like try to unlearn that anyway, even if we aren't personally affected or if, if we personally haven't experienced um, that bias against ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And what you were just talking about made me think of what we talk a lot about in our sex sports meetings, with, especially this quarter in breaking down the binary and how you were saying like just because you're a virgin doesn't necessarily mean you're innocent and I think there is a very prevalent binary within this idea of you've had sex your innocence is lost you're no longer like young you've lost some of your like value and then being a virgin and having like this sense of purity and like you said like almost like childlike um kind of image of them and I think again it's important to realize that things aren't so clear-cut and to kind of break that down a little bit more. Yeah, um, I think you were mentioning um, like the whole breaking down the binary. This just reminded me how um, you said earlier that whether you've, you've like heard positive connotations with virginity, virginity or negative connotations, both of them are still harmful because um, like, again, when it comes to binaries, um, we can't just like switch it. So we can't just suddenly say like virginity is like good or bad. Like we can't def definitively say that because that's still like a hierarchy. We're still like putting pressure on people um, to do it a quote unquote right way. Um, like we were talking about, so. Yeah, and I think that ties into one of the things that we want to talk about, which is all this pressure that so many people place on having like this perfect quote unquote first time and how hindering that can be. And I know I mentioned it a little bit previously. Um, yeah, I think there's all this pressure to find like the right person, the right time um, and all of these different factors when at the end of the day, I just think it's how you want to define your first time, what feels right with you. Um, I think that kind of comes at the time. Um, Michelle, do you have any thoughts on this? You mentioned, so this is like about the, you know, the kind of how we consider the first time, whatever that means, um, in, in like such a sacred like way, we hold it in such a sacred way, when, you know, it doesn't have to be unless you want it to be. Again, it comes back to agency. Um, and obviously, you know, you would, we hope that whenever you have sex, you're being safe, it's consensual, and, you know, you're having a good time. But at the same time, you know, it can be awkward. It can be a little, you know, you can laugh. It doesn't have to be super serious. Um, it can definitely be awkward. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike all the movies and TV shows, it can definitely be awkward. It's good to remember, it doesn't have to be perfect because nothing is. You know, just because it isn't perfect doesn't mean it's not enjoyable and it's not, um, you know. Uh, and yeah, and I think something that we've talked about in Sexperts or like what Sexperts has taught me about this idea of a first time 
um, someone brought up that technically, you know, if we consider it, if we like look at it from a certain perspective, like we're, we're always having like first times um, in, in terms of sex, like there's gonna be a first time you have sex with a new partner. Um, there's gonna be a first time that you try a different position or that you try something new in your sex life. Um, so there's gonna be new experiences, um, you know, if you choose, um, there's going to be new experiences. So, you know, hopefully kind of looking at it from that perspective, we hope like it takes off some of the pressure of the quote, like, you know, the ultimate first time and, you know, just remind, like, you know, just to like remind everybody that it's, you know, it's, it can be special when you want it to be. And like, again, it's up to, it's your choice. Um, and it's something that, you know, like, you know, you can, you can make it special every time or, you know, and on certain times. Exactly. Add something new each time, automatically a first time. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good perspective to have for people that are trying to unlearn the societal pressures that think have been enforced um, for many people since they were young and having like doing all the right steps to get to your first time and trying to kind of unlearn that, like I said previously, I think this is a really good perspective to have because then you can be like, oh, well, I'll have another first time like next time and the time after that and the time after that. So after so many first times, I feel like it definitely, like you were saying, takes the weight off of the quote unquote, like first time, which is important. Yeah. Also, um, not to too much, but I'm like, you know, first time because we are kind of assuming that it's like with a partner. Um, you know, in Sex Birds, Madison brought up how in Sex Birds, um, we use the term sexual debut more. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like when you decide that, or that, like kind of like that's the event where you decide that you start becoming a sexual being and all of that. And, you know, just like technically, you know, you don't have to consider your sexual debut as having sex with another person. Like it could be the first time you masturbate because you know you are becoming a sexual being and you know if you choose that can be your first time technically um yeah <laughs> yeah again i feel like everything keeps just coming back down to agency and how you choose to define how you live and how you have your sex life and i think that is kind of the common denominator amongst all the things that we've been talking about today yeah definitely so with that being said, I think we're going to just end the conversation here. We really encourage you to, well, first of all, thank you for listening. Um, you know, if you listen to the whole thing, we really encourage you to maybe reflect on what you think of virginity and that whole concept. Um, and maybe, you know, think about your relationship to these ideas and what you think of it. Um, yeah, but with that being said, we are done for the week. Um, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have a fun, sexy week coming ahead. Um, all right. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.